This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. It's been a very exciting morning so far, hasn't it? (laughs) And I don't think it's going to stop now. So let's just stand, shall we? And we'll just pray and uh, just commit this time to him, because I believe he's got things to say to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, we're just so excited with all that you've already spoken to us. Lord, we say that we are still hungry, that Lord, we want to burn with that passion that that we've been calling to you for this morning in our worship time. Thank you, Lord, that you ignite us and that you send us out on fire and that you back us up with all of the power of heaven behind us through the work of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Spirit, we just say that we want you to impart to us all this morning more revelation. Uh, Holy Spirit, just move, have free reign amongst us this morning in this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Praise God. Well, it's very um, kind of you to invite me to come along and be with you this morning. I'm I've uh, been looking forward to it, looking forward to being with you. And I bring you greetings from Living Rock Church this morning as well. They are aware that I'm here and they're excited about being here with you and praying for you and uh, just in heart with us in all that we're doing. So that's good. It's a good day. It's a very good day. And I'm going to speak this morning to you um, a little bit about being prophetic builders, or I might kind of add in sowers there, having heard Bilade's encouragement this morning about sowing. Matthew um, asked me if I would bring something on the subject of prophecy. I believe that you're doing a series on tongues and prophecy. That's fantastic. Those are, are wonderful gifts, and they will ignite us. And they will empower us to do the very things that we were calling to God for this morning. So that is great to be focusing on that. Um, I was watching the news very recently. I'm sure you're all very well aware of what is going on around us, all over the country and all over the world. But particularly, I was thinking of our own nation. And I heard the uh, news reporter asking the general public... What do you think we need now? Obviously, it was in the context of Brexit. But my ears pricked up as I heard the question, what do you think we need now? And then heard all the responses that were pretty dismal or rather faint-hearted. And I think that you and I know what we all need now. I think you and I know what our nation needs now. What our nation needs now is for us to make a shout, to make a noise, to speak up and demonstrate to the nation that Jesus is alive and that the kingdom of God is here. And we need to do that more than we've ever done it before in our own Christian lives. Amen? Amen. Because these are desperate times, folks. These are desperate times. Um, I was at the Together Conference with some of the guys here 
don't worry, it's not a total repeat of what you've already heard, but um, I was explaining to them, I'd listened to somebody talking about the whole issue of knife crime and one of the supporters of young people who are involved in knife crime, either as a victim or as an offender, this, this lady supports them. And this is her, um, her summary. She says that the stories that she hears are often heartbreaking of broken families, parents who are drug abusers or who are violent, stories of poverty and deprivation, where validation comes from the street and a sense of self-worth is offered by drug dealers flush with cash and kind words. Many just don't have any support, she says. They are traumatised and mentally fragile. Wow. What a state. What a terrible, terrible state our young people are in, in this country. Particularly regarding that issue. But... In your spirit and in my spirit this morning, when you hear things like that, we start to get a bit churned up and we start to get moved and we start to feel, we don't feel indifferent about it, do we? We don't feel indifferent about it, but we actually feel disturbed by it. We get churned up. And I just think, you know, God, that is not God's intention for young people in this country. It is not God's intention that everybody should be confused and let down and feel like they can't trust anybody. It's, that is not God's intention, that the people that he created, this world that he loves, should be in these suffering and situations of, of doubt and despair. That is not God's intent. God actually intends quite the opposite. And what's happened is that the things that are um, precious, that, that the Lord has given, like, our identity and our marriages and our family life and uh, trust and all those things have all been broken, have all been shattered. And society has basically been deconstructed piece by piece by piece. Anything that seemed certain has been knocked away. And now people have nothing sure to stand on. Nobody's sure about what to do. Nobody's sure about what to think. Everyone's afraid to say what they think. But a deconstructed society is ready for us to bring in a new construction. It is ground cleared, ready for the kingdom of God to come and be established firmly in our nation, in our communities, on our streets, in our next-door neighbour's house. This is a time where we wake up and we say, look what's going on. We have something to say about it and something to do about it. We feel an objection to it all. And we want to see Jesus come and make the difference in people's lives. And we want to see something build that cannot be shaken, a kingdom of God that will stand firm in all storms and tests, where people will finally see that Jesus is alive and everything that God says in his word is true. We are the body of Christ in this world. We are his prophetic people and we've got some rebuilding to do. Or as it says in the scriptures, we've got some streets to restore. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
I would like you to just turn to Psalm 145. I've been so blessed in this psalm. It's a very long psalm. Well, you know, it's not as long as some psalms, but it is a longish psalm. We're not going to read it all this morning, but I just want to read with you, and I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible this morning, from verse 4. And uh, by the way, I love how excited you guys get in worship. I absolutely love it. It's so contagious. Feel free to continue in that way as we go through the Word of God. One generation, that's us, will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. We, I'm changing I, we will speak of your splendour and your glorious majesty and your wonderful works. We will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts and we will declare your greatness. We'll give a testimony of your great goodness and we will joyfully sing of your righteousness. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you want to be super blessed, read the rest of that when you get home. What a fantastic psalm. But it's just, that psalm is the cry that we have within us. We will speak. We will declare. We will proclaim. We will shout out loud. We will make sure that everybody hears that Jesus is wonderful, that God has a plan to restore streets through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've got a lot to shout about and we have a prophetic voice to raise. We are a prophetic people, yes? Okay. And you have wonderful prophetic ministries in this church here. And it's wonderful to hear the word of God coming to us that way here this morning. A flow of encouragement from the Lord and then sensing his manifest presence with us as we're in worship together. How fantastic to be part of a prophetic community. But I just want to unpack a little bit what that means. See, you and I, we were born from above. We were born by the Spirit. Spirit gives birth to Spirit. We're not born naturally in the natural world any longer. Obviously, we're physically here, but we're new creations. We've been born of the Spirit, and we are of the Spirit. Jesus explains that to Nicodemus, if you remember, when he meets Nicodemus, he's asking him questions. You know, how can I be born again? Well, it's nothing to do with flesh. It's to do with the Spirit. We have a heavenly Father We are prophetic by nature. We're born prophetic because we're born of the Spirit. We're born from above. Our roots are up there. Our heritage is there. We have come from another age. In Hebrews, it talks about us as being those who have tasted of the powers of the coming age. We are born of the Spirit. We're filled with the power of God. And we have tasted the powers of the coming age, of an age to come. And yet it, it has come. In fact, it's here this morning, that age, because we've been enjoying the blessing of the prophetic life in the church this morning. We've been born into a kingdom that is coming and has come. Not everybody is enjoying the kingdom of God, but we are. We're in the kingdom, born of the Spirit, prophetic people. We have seen and we've understood as best we are able to the eternal purpose of God for the whole earth. Because one day the whole earth 
is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Wow, how exciting is that? It is going to happen. The Bible says so in Habakkuk. The whole earth is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord. We know that. We can see that with our spiritual eyes, with our eyes of faith. We understand the purpose of God. We live with our eyes fixed on Jesus and fixed on heavenly realities. We know we're born from above. And so the Bible says, keep your eyes fixed on the heavenly realities. Keep your eyes fixed from whence you came. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven because we know that heaven is to come to earth so as we keep our eyes fixed on heaven as prophetic people we can bring heaven to earth amen amen Amen. being prophetic is in our spiritual dna a prophetic a prophetic community people gripped with the plan and purpose of god and i can sense that here this morning a sense of feeling really gripped that we want everything that God has for us, gripped with a passion to serve him, gripped to see what he wants to happen through us happen. So we're a prophetic community. We're gripped with the plan and the purpose of God. And I love this. We live outside the dimensions of natural birth and a natural world because we're born of the Spirit into limitless possibilities of a supernatural kingdom that will know no end. Amen? Amen? We're not limited to the natural world and and a natural birth, but we're released into the possibilities because of our supernatural birth and a supernatural kingdom, a supernatural heaven from which we came. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah? I think it is. Amen. Amen. We're God's prophetic people on earth. Here we sit and here I stand. God's prophetic people on earth. We're expressing his nature and his love as we all live together in the Holy Spirit. We've got all we need for the world within us because we're filled with Christ and we're filled with his spirit. Who feels encouraged and strengthened by this? Yeah? Yeah, I do too. In fact, when I was typing it, I was almost jumping up and down on my seat, you know. (laughs) I feel excited. Like when Mary and Elizabeth met, you know, both carrying babies in their tummies and there was this leap for joy within the womb of Elizabeth as Mary arrived. That's it. That's it. When you start talking about the purpose of God and talking about our nature, who we are, prophetic people, then I don't know about you, but that gets all my born for purpose bells ringing. So to get excited. Yes. Because when we talk about these things, when we um, focus on our prophetic nature and our prophetic community, it's like being plugged into the power socket on the wall and suddenly, bing, Everything makes sense. The lights come on and you're all fueled up and ready to shine bright everywhere. Amen? Amen. So I want to talk a little bit about um, prophecy and being prophetic and three particular things. Uh, First of all, just to briefly talk about the the, um, gift of a prophet to the church. And secondly... Um, the gift of prophecy that I think you've already been um, hearing about in some previous messages here. 
because uh, I have listened to some of your podcasts. It's great. And also, thirdly, um, I want us to talk about and, and think about and let this, the Holy Spirit impart to us what it means to be intentionally prophetic in the way that we live. So there's those three things that I particularly wanted to look at. So if you'd like to turn to Ephesians 4 and verse 11. I'm feeling the light. <laughs> Ephesians 4 and verse 11, very familiar scriptures, I'm sure, although um, there are people here that I don't recognize or know, so I don't know, Um, some of us have been together for a long time and obviously there are lots of new people here, it's lovely to see you and to meet some of you this morning, I trust that you're being blessed as we read the scriptures, so yes. Verses 11, and um, I'll read this again. And he personally, this is Christ, he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. It's a fantastic scripture, isn't it? Not uh, everybody is a prophet. The scripture we've just read here is that it says, and he gave some to be apostles and prophets. So this particular gift to the church is not for everybody, it's for some. And as I mentioned earlier, very blessed to have the foundations here Uh, prophetically from Tony and Matthew. They are foundations for you in the church here with a prophetic ministry that will help you and help us all because we also enjoy that in our church and numbers of other churches and in in other, other nations as well where foundations, prophetic foundations are being laid in churches and then helping to build the church according to the pattern that we see in the scripture so that we become more and more like Jesus as, a, as his body and that we become more and more um, effective in fulfilling the purpose of God for his church. Um, so a, a prophet, a gift to the body, has a job to build up the body of Christ. It's a construction job. It's a building job. I toyed with the idea of wearing a builder's hat, a high-vis jacket, and carrying a couple of buckets of cement with me here this morning, but it all seemed a bit too heavy and rather a lot to carry. But it's a builder's building construction um, gift to the church. I don't know if you like grand design. I love watching grand design uh, sometimes I watched one very recently where the building, the house they were building was so vast, they were digging down deep because the basement of the house was so vast. So they had to dig even deeper to get the foundations uh, cement in. But the cement required was so much that they were concerned it was actually going to break the walls of the frame of the house because of the weight of the cement that was required for something as big as that. But um, they did it. There are a few creaky moments, but they did it. And all this cement poured in. And then they built this phenomenal, 
um, very modern sort of house. But the house that God is building here, his prophetic house, his prophetic community, has foundations. And these prophets come along and without that foundation, that cement underneath, the house will not stand. It will crumble. And so it's so important. And and that's why in the scriptures here, um, it's mentioned that they are used for raising up and building up the church. So the the ministry of the prophets into the church is so, so important. And we're so blessed um, to have prophets in the church. But besides that, there is a gift of prophecy for everybody in the church, for everybody in the body of Christ. And this was alluded to as Tony was bringing the prophetic contribution this morning. Everybody in the body of Christ is involved in the construction business, prophetically. Everybody is a builder through the gift of prophecy in the church, in the body of Christ. Because... um, Jesus is building his church, but he's doing it by giving us his spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives us an ability to prophesy. It's a spiritual gift. Let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 14. I guess you'll be turning up these scriptures fairly frequently between now and Christmas. (laughs) So you'll all be so well versed in the gifts of the Spirit and tongues and prophecy. So maybe I've heard you read this, Gordon, on the podcast. Maybe you wouldn't mind reading verses 1 to 4 because you you are the the master... You are the master. <laughs> Speak it out. Wonderful. Yep, wonderful. Uh, I'm reading from the New International. Okay. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening encouraging and their comfort anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves but the one who prophesies edifies the church thank you very much what a wonderful voice you've got (laughs) praise god so um paul is so emphasizing and keen and wanting us to realize that above all He wants us to excel in prophesying, okay? Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, and above all, it says in my translation, that you may prophesy. Because, he goes on to say, that by prophesying, you build people up, you encourage them, and you bring consolation. Whereas in some of the other gifts, unless there's interpretation, they're not helpful to the listener. But unless they are interpreted, they should be building up the church. But prophecies do build up the church. So it's really important that we all prophesy. I wish all of you spoke in other languages, but even more that you all prophesy. So I want to, I felt a challenge in this, and I want to challenge you and issue a challenge. When was the last time 
you prophesied or have you ever prophesied? That's a, a question I asked myself. When was the last time I brought a prophetic encouragement to the church? Because this gift builds up the church. That means you and I will be healthy if we all prophesy. It's important that the body of Christ is healthy and strong because we've got a lot to do and we won't be able to do it unless we're healthy, strong, fit and full of the power of Jesus Christ. And so this gift of prophecy, this spiritual gift, which is for everybody, is a means by which we can all be strong and healthy. So it's really, really important. In this time, you can see all that's happening around us outside these walls here, all the ideas, all the arguments, all the preferences, all the deconstructions that we talked about. They will not necessarily instantly agree with everything we say. We will need to be strong. These are days in which we need to be strong, every one of us. We shouldn't have... Those amongst us who feel weak, we need to be alongside each other and strengthening each other. We do find times that where we feel weak, but we're with somebody who can help us to be strong. Because the body needs to be strong. It's really, really important. And so this gift of prophecy is a construction gift. It's a building gift. We build into each other strength. We build into each other comfort. We build into each other by encouraging them prophetically with the word of God. I love it, don't you? Oh, fabulous, fantastic to be so encouraged this morning. In... um, the Passion Translation, I'm not going to go in there too much at all. Just this one little phrase that I really liked. It says, uh, of the same scripture, verse 5 of chapter 14, I'd be delighted if you all spoke in tongues. That sounds a bit polite. But, but I desire even more that you impart prophetic revelation to others. That's what I wanted to emphasize. It's an impartation. It's a building into. It's placing something carefully that's perfect right inside that changes you from being discouraged to encouraged or changes you from being weak to strong. It's an impartation. It's something that you can give away. It's not about how much you can get this gift. It's how much you can give. It's about being giving. That reminds me of somebody we all know who gives, gives, gives. Jesus is a giver. He's given you the Holy Spirit. Now he wants you to be a giver through the gifts of the Spirit. And particularly this morning we're talking about prophecy. So everybody can be prophetic builders. So I'm afraid there are no, um, no ways out of that. Everybody. So those of you on the back row, those of you up there, everybody, we are all called into using this gift. We're all encouraged to use it. It's for everybody. It's a way that the Lord reveals and manifests his presence to us, isn't it? When God speaks through us, we're aware that he's with us corporately. And that is so important for us to be in the presence of God, to experience his manifest presence, to know that he's here. But do you know what? It's not just important for those of us that know Jesus, but those that don't know Jesus. Maybe you're here today and and you've never given your life to Jesus, but maybe you've been aware that he's here. 
because as we've sung and as people have come to the front and brought contributions, you've been aware that there is something or someone else here other than, than ourselves. We call it the presence of God. He is here. He's with us all the time. But when people start to manifest and move in the gifts of the Spirit, we become super aware that he is with us because he starts speaking to us very specifically for each of us and for us corporately. In this chapter of Corinthians, there's some instructions about how that gift can be um, brought to bless the church in an orderly way. So there's instructions about how many times people should prophesy. And then it's time to just collect everything that the Lord said and just evaluate it together and talk about it together and just receive the wholeness of what God is bringing through all the different contributions that have come. And this morning, we've definitely heard from the Lord that he wants us to be ignited this morning, haven't we? That's been clear in all the contributions that have come. So two or three prophets, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, later on should speak. But you can all prophesy one by one so that everyone may learn and everyone may be encouraged. So you don't have to be an expert prophesier to function or use, be used in the gift of prophecy. You don't, actually, you don't have to be professional, you don't have to pass any tests, you don't have to be a Christian for 20 years or anything like that. Anybody who's given their life to Jesus and asked him to fill them and the Holy Spirit has filled them, they can prophesy, we can prophesy. Everyone is learning. We're all learning from each other. That's how the body grows strong and encouraged and healthy. So we can also all hear God in order that we can prophesy. So everybody can hear God. If if God is your father then you should be able to hear your father speak, shouldn't you? When you asked him to come into your life, he came and and filled you and he took up residence residence inside your life. And now you're aware that he's there. And when you sit down with your Bible or as you're walking down the street, you can hear him saying things to you and you can have a conversation with him and you can talk to him. But you can hear him speaking to you. And the thing about the gift of prophecy, as I said earlier, do you know, he, he gives you these gifts so that you can bless others. Yes. So if, if you'd like to prophesy, and maybe you haven't prophesied at all, or, or not very much, I just want to share a few things that can help you to do that. Um, so first of all, I would say you need to ask the Lord to give you something to prophesy. Okay? So when you come into a gathering like this, you can just say, Lord, you know, I'm here. I'm here for you. And I'm here to bless these people. Whatever you want, however you want to use me. Whatever you want to to do with me this morning. I'm just here for you. I'm just going to worship you, love you. I'm going to give you everything I've got. And I'm, I'm open. Please speak to me. Show me something. Um, so that I can be useful to you this morning and I can bless people. Ask him to speak to you and he will. The second thing is, loving Jesus is, and knowing him is almost all, well it is all consuming, but it means you can't help but want to give. <laughs> loving Jesus, knowing Jesus, 
read in the Gospels Jesus and his acts. Read how he treated people. Read how he loved people, comforted people. Read how he was unconditionally loving people. Read, but let the word impart to you his amazing love and his incredible goodness, kindness and faithfulness, all those things. Loving Jesus means you cannot help but do something for him or say something for him because you love him so much. So spend time with him, listen to his voice, get to know him more and more and more. I don't know about you, but when I was born again, I knew I was born again for him, to serve him. Yes. And uh, living for him. And so um, the obvious thing then, in, in any situation then, when you come here or in your life group or wherever it is, you're going with, I'm living for him. What do you want to do? What do you want me to do? So that means that you're always um, on that, in that position of, I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. I'm ready to hear something. I'm ready to express something. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to give in whatever way, wherever I am, because God is so marvellous and so wonderful. I just want to serve him. I just want to serve him. I just want to do what he wants me to do. I just want to say what he wants me to say. I want to be like him wherever I am. So just, you know, here I am. Just work through me. Let me be useful to you. So those three things are positions, if you like. How you position yourself, how you understand your purpose, your reason for being here. I've been born again You know, I'm saved, I have eternal life, but it's much more than that. I'm born for a purpose. You know, something to do, something to give. And then, of course, in worship, as we have this morning, I could have worshipped just all morning, actually. (laughs) Couldn't you? Just to be able to see him more and more clearly as we worship him, we start to see him. I started to see him in the throne room in a thousand generations, and I thought, Lord, I can see your purpose. There's going to be thousands of generations that are going to worship you around the throne, and all the angels and all the musicians in heaven are going to bring out this incredible sound and noise. And you start to see the purpose of God as you're in worship, and you get captured, and you get taken away into a place that is not natural but into the heavenlies and then you can come and you can tell everyone what you've seen you can prophesy it or God will speak to you you'll see him and he'll say just tell them that I love the sound that they're making it could be as simple as that but that's how we can be prophesying as we spend time in worship reading the word of God um, certain scriptures are just like the buzzer goes off you know you read certain scriptures where God has moved you on the inside and you're ready to prophesy it the spirit of the Lord is on us all because he has anointed us all to preach good news hasn't he to declare that it's the year of the Lord's favor you know we have we have the word is, a, is imparting to us what we can prophesy, what we can bring to the body to encourage one another. Another um, trigger, if you like, to prophesying, and another way that I personally, and I'm sure it's the same for many, find um, helps me to hear the voice of God is speaking in tongues. Yeah. Speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit. And I think Ezekiel's been here to share with you 
on that. So I'm not going to go into that too much, but I just would say, as much as uh, Paul says, eagerly prophesy, eagerly speak in tongues, <laughs> because it will open the door for you in many, many ways into supernatural things. And you will hear, as you speak in tongues and as you uh, speak in the Spirit and the Spirit starts moving you and moving you, and then all of a sudden you're suddenly speaking something that you've seen or you've heard in your own language, or you see something and you know it's an instruction, something you need to do. Speaking in tongues is really important. Another one is, is uh, looking at the lost. Looking at the lost. Oh, <laughs> I'd, like to, um, I'd like to press that in on you. Yeah. Look at the lost. Look at the lost. It's like at the beginning when I was saying, you know, listen to the news, but don't just listen to it. Let it move you. Yes. So that the purpose of God, the burden of the heart of God, the compassion of Jesus rises up in you and you can prophesy into the body of Christ to encourage us all to go out and to make a difference in the world in the way that God wants us to. I like, actually sometimes think, I haven't looked at the lost enough recently because it keeps my heart tender and from that heart can come forth the love and the passion of Jesus Christ in prophetic ways. Um, expect God to speak. Expect him to speak. If you've asked him something and you're pressing in on him for something, expect him to speak. You know, he might speak and say, I hear you. I haven't forgotten you. I hear you. Or he might say, here's the instruction. But expect him to speak. Prophecy is not just for the Sunday gathering. Prophecy is not just for Sundays. Being prophetic is not just bringing a prophetic word on Sunday, which comes to the gathering and builds up the body. It's a good thing to do. But we can move in that gift in all kinds of different situations. We can bring each other the prophetic word of encouragement and provocation on a one-to-one over coffee in somebody's home, in the library, in the pub, uh, you can bring the prophetic word to people in lots and lots of different situations and circumstances. The prophetic word will come to bring a challenge that will cause something to change for the better, will bring an encouragement. It'll tell you something about Jesus and what he wants to do in your life. And what we, when we're building with a prophetic word, we're being intentional with people. We meet somebody and we're saying, it's really nice to meet you today. Never met you before, but it's great. It's good to see you. You've come to a good place today. Um, but inside you're waiting on the Lord and you're saying, Lord, what have I got to give from you to this person? That can be here in this gathering, or it can be anywhere. But we're, we're intentionally remembering who we are and why we're here. We're all builders, and we're all building. Here's some examples. Um, I've had some people bring me prophetic encouragements from other nations. I've picked up a, um, a message or um, 
WhatsApp or an email and you just think, gosh, you know, God is so kind, isn't he? This prophetic word comes from somewhere else in the world and uh, comes to encourage. The prophetic word is not constrained to particular areas, nations, places. You know, the word of God is free to go wherever people are willing to be bold enough to send it. Um, I've received the word of God in meetings and in gatherings. I've received the word in life groups in all sorts of different ways. Tony's many, many times prophesied over me and has brought encouraging and defining words to my life, which has helped me to know how to apply myself in the work of God. So many years ago, he brought me a word that I would be a mother in Israel. And from that word has come many, many things, including numbers of of community groups that I've set up where effectively I'm a bit like a mum, but to lots of people who don't know Jesus. Um, That's just one way. But the word of God has come to encourage me and to build me. And because it's come, I've been able to do something with it. It's helped me know what to do. Equally, there are people whom I've brought the word to in, uh, in kitchens, in houses, in parks, in different places, with a particular person I'm thinking of, building, building, building. This is what God says to you. This is what God thinks about you. This is what God is showing me for you. This is what um, the Lord's told me for you concerning some of the gifts that he's given to you. Building, 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 building. And now that person is picking up some of my um, commitments and running with them for me. But she's, it's building into people. Uh, it's like what you were talking about earlier, Velarde, with the sowing. Where are we building with the prophetic word? Who are we building into with the prophetic word? I had a situation many years ago where a lady... Um, came up to me in the meeting on a Sunday and I was wearing this, actually put, I put this on this morning without realising it, but I was wearing this necklace which was a little gift from um, various family members and in, in this necklace there's two photographs, one of my mum and one of my dad and she said, um, oh that's nice, you know, what's in your necklace? So I showed her and she said, you know what, the Lord says to you, you've been bringing your father into the meetings in your necklace but the day is coming now where you're going to bring him in himself and he's going to come into the kingdom and shortly after that my dad gave his life to Christ and came into the kingdom but God spoke to her about something I was wearing and she brought me the prophetic word you need to have your eyes open for how God wants you to bring a word and what he wants you to use to bring a word okay imagine if Jesus was sitting in your life group on the sofa next to you Pat yeah I mean, Jesus will come to life group very intentionally, won't he? He'll be wanting to impart. I love that scripture in Romans, in uh, chapter 1, verse 11, where Paul says, I'm so keen to see you. I can't wait to get to you because I've got something of a spiritual gift that I want to impart. And when I impart it, we're both going to be mutually encouraged. And it's like that, isn't it? So imagine if Jesus was in your life group. He'd come intentionally and he'd be there ready to impart truth building up revelation building all the time but Jesus is in your life group isn't he 
Yeah. So do we prepare, you know, to come to our groups ready to give the word of God to people, to prophesy to them? We went out for dinner recently with a couple um, who we had, uh, we actually hadn't met the husband, just the wife. Um, but they lead a church in another part of the country and we were having a meal with them and they were talking and I thought, Lord, I just don't know, um, you know, I don't know why we're meeting this couple. But if you want to speak, please let me go with something, you know, to give to them. We sat and um, having a meal and the conversation turned around, turned around and turned around and then I, I finally could see my moment and I just knew that God wanted to encourage him and as soon as I started to speak to him, the word came out and it didn't say, thus says the Lord anything. But the word of God came out for him. And, yeah. and he sat there and his wife went, I think that was prophetic. <laughs> Which it was. Yeah. But we can be prophetic and bring prophetic yeah. word yeah. without needing to, you know, cap it, thus says the Lord. Yeah. We can bring the word of God to people in all different situations and strengthen them. It's so, so important that we are strong and healthy. I'll tell you why. Because there's a big influx of people who are coming into the kingdom. And we need strong nets to carry the catch. We had somebody in our gatherings in September, a visiting speaker, and he said, I've got a word for you here in the church. Get your nets ready. Which is actually a word we had about 10 years ago as well. But we are getting our nets ready However, um, last week at the end of the gathering, we had a gathering like you have here this morning with exuberant praise and contributions. Um, Two ladies were in the uh, welcome area having their cup of tea after the gathering. And um, apparently they had phoned each other that morning and said, shall we go to that church Living Rock Church, and, and the other one said, yeah, well, yeah, I've heard of it. We should, maybe we should go. Shall we go? Shall we go? They decided to come. And they both gave their lives to Christ in the welcome area over a cup of tea. But they had never been to the church before. Nobody had invited them. Uh, nobody knew them. But they just phoned each other that morning and said, I've heard of this church They had needs, they were looking for what they knew they needed, and they came along. They'd heard something. So they came along to see. And what they saw helped them to realise that God is present, Jesus is alive, and what they needed was there. We will be seen, you will be seen. God's body in action, this prophetic community in action, strong and healthy, building each other up, bringing the word, prophetically building each other up, will be a demonstration. It is a provocation to the world. It's an awesome sight, actually. If you see the body of Christ functioning with all these spiritual gifts that you're looking at in Corinthians and you see all of the encouragement, all the building up, all the serving, all the caring, all the loving, all the sharing, all of that going on in a body. That is phenomenally awesome compared to everything else that's going on in the world and it needs to be seen. It says in the Bible that no one has ever seen God but if we love each other 
God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. So a prophetic community full of the spirit will be the full expression of God. That's quite a thought, isn't it? The full expression of God. That is, a, is, is an awesome thing. Uh, but that is what God wants to do in us. And that's how he wants us to be in the world. And by prophesying to one another, we will become more and more like that. I went to Barcelona many years ago. Maybe you've been to see the Sagrada Familia Cathedral. It's an incredible cathedral. It's not finished yet. They've been building it for over 100 years. It won't be finished until 2026. It's cost loads of money. However, I have to say it is beautiful and very inspiring in terms of the arts and crafts of it. But when it was initiated, because all those years ago, the people that were coming to church were poor, they couldn't read, they were uneducated, the places of worship needed to teach something about God. So the the murals, the stained glass windows, all the decoration inside, even the design of the building and everything else, was really so that people could treat it as if it was an open book, like reading a book. You go in and you see everything there is to see about all the different important parts of the life of Jesus. But that building is stone, concrete, wood. It's not a speaking building. It's just a stone monument. It's really beautiful. But our lives should be um, speaking, verbal, vocal, demonstration of everything there is to know about God. The prophetic community is a building, isn't it? It's the church. It's being established on those foundations. But when people look at it, it should be like looking at it inside the Bible and seeing everything about Jesus, everything about God. A living, living testimony. So, what about prophesying in the world and using our gift in the world, being prophetic in the world? Jesus really enjoyed being with people that didn't really know anything about God. Their lives weren't shaped up. And he loved to be with them. He had compassion on them. But they looked at him, they listened to him, and then they followed him. He met them on their territory. He was with outsiders. That's why he came. And we are like him. We have him inside us. And he wants to do the very same thing through us as he has done, through, as Jesus has done himself. Jesus was countercultural, and that was prophetic. He was a sign of a kingdom of God. He was a sign of something completely different. And that was prophetic. And that's what we are. We don't get drunk on wine. We don't practice sexual promiscuity. We don't crush people in order to get to the top of the ladder. We live a different way. We live a prophetic lifestyle. And that is provocative. It makes people think. People see it and they think, well, what's that? Why? Why is that? But it's prophetic. But also, we can also, not just with our lifestyle, but we can bring a personal provocation to people. We can bring a personal encouragement to people that don't necessarily know 
Jesus, our, our neighbours, our friends, the people that we're praying for. God wants us to intentionally impact their lives with his word. His word. I have um, a friend in the church and she had a dream two weeks ago. She dreamt, in fact, that she was putting on her new policeman's boots in the dream. She's training to be a policewoman. And um, in the dream, she put on her boots and she said to her friend, I've got to wear in my new boots before I can be, on, be in the police school or go on the streets, I suppose. Um, but I want to go and walk somewhere so I can wear them in. And in the dream, she explained this to the friend. And then in the dream, they went on a walk and um, the friend accepted Jesus Christ in her dream. Um, anyway, following the dream, she phoned up the friend she said, I've got my new policeman boots and um, I think I need to wear them in before I start using them properly. I'm going to go walking. I wondered if you'd like to come with me, which she did. And she gave her life to Christ as she was walking. She had a prophetic dream and she followed it through with action. She didn't put it on the side. She followed it through with action. I think she's led about seven people to Christ in about the last four to five months. Waking up each day saying, Lord, how do you want to use me? What do you want to do through, through me? And he gives her instruction and she does it. And people are being saved. I used to be involved with a, a family, a single parent, a very young single parent. And her home was very, very disorderly and full of a lot of unhealthy rubbish and cigarettes and various things, other things, that substances that were not good for small tiny children which she had and she didn't have the skills to deal with it all and know what to do with it and um, I went around I thought this is awful you know it actually is a bit like her life it's full of this kind of stuff rubbish unfortunately she's had a short straw in life anyway um, I went around and we were quite good friends and we were getting on very very well and I said look can I just help you just to clear things and just to get things cleaned up and everything else. And she was like, yeah, you do. If that's what you want to do, you do it. I don't mind. You know, she just sat there. So I did clear it out. In fact, both David came around to help me because it was such a big job, carrying big bin liners out and everything else. And God said, just go and tell her everything you've done today, I will do in her life practically, on the inside of her life for her. I will take the rubbish out of her life. So I went back in and said to my friend, look, you know, we've done all this because we love you and we want to help you. But there's something more. God wants you to see what he'll do for you with all the rubbish that's in your life. He'll clear it out. He'll empty it from you. He'll take it away from you and get rid of it. And he'll leave you clean and new. And she did give her life to Christ following that. So prophetic instruction is very, very helpful, very useful, but it's not kind of um, complicated. Sometimes it's just ordinary things. You may be thinking, well, you know, I could never do that, but actually, I think you could. I think it's really simple. Sometimes you can be doing simple things. Like last week, somebody um, realised that one of the singers on the stage didn't have her bottle of water. And so the father of the child, of the mother, who was singing, said, 
just run over there and give that to Mummy. And he ran across, gave her the bottle of water and went straight back to Daddy. And then Daddy came forward and he prophesied and he says, God says, you know, whatever I tell you, do it. Just like that little boy has taken that water from father to mother and straight back again, whatever he tells you, just do it and he will do the rest. And there was a very simple illustration. Whoops, it was prophetic. And it helped us all to realize that we've just got to do what he tells us to do. If he tells you to clean out somebody's flat, do it. He'll probably then tell you something else that will help you with that. Okay, finally, this is a good story, just to finish with. Um, The prophetic gift will take us to all kinds of different places. Do you know, I had four four full-size cows on my lawn the other morning. I opened the curtains and there were four cows on my lawn. (laughs) Honestly, I was totally surprised and shocked and thinking, what am I going to do to get these cows off the lawn? I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. But I don't know what you're expecting. I'm sure you're not expecting cows on your lawn, but what are you expecting? I woke up this morning and drew the curtains and I thought, I wonder what is going to be on my lawn today. <laughs> but you know, there are some things that you're not expecting, but God has them in a plan for you. And they're going to be really significant and they're going to take you into, into areas of mission and harvest. So we have a visitor from Romania came to our church. He's a pastor. He speaks, obviously, Romanian, but not really English. And one of the brothers in the church felt to prophesy to him over coffee, not realising that he didn't understand any of it because it was in English and he doesn't speak English. However, spirit to spirit, he picked something up from it and he said, I want you to come to Romania. I want you to come and see the churches that I'm pastoring. He pastors many churches with the Romani gypsy community in Romania. So um, this guy said, well, I really, um, he said to us, I'm really not sure I feel I can do that on my own. Will you come with me? So we said, yeah, sure, we'll go with you. We went to Romania. We had a young man with us from the church who is Romanian to translate, who we didn't know very well. But um, we went, we had a great trip, a very interesting time. But what became very obvious was that this um, young man has a really big heart for Romanians in the UK. He sees them come here, he sees the struggles they face, he sees the challenges, and he wants to help them to become plugged into churches and find churches. So at the end of the trip, um, and after some conversation, he said um, he would be willing to see about starting something for Romanians in in, uh, our area. Um, and so we said, uh, we would like to encourage you to do that. We think it's right. Let's go for it. So he picked up Facebook and he just Facebook messaged every Romanian person he knew and others he didn't know by connection. And he's now gathered a group of Romanians that are interested to meet with him and his wife and get to know them. And now they're putting an event on in the building because it's National Romanian Day in November and they're inviting as many Romanians as they know to come along and to um, meet each other. So that one prophetic (laughs) over coffee opened the door to something that 
didn't exist before that prophetic word was uttered. The pastor in Romania had many years prior been in Germany and somebody prophesied to him, you are to go to Romania, you are to go to the town of da-da-da, you're to go to the street, da-da-da, and you're going to go to this house and you're going to buy it and you're going to plant churches. And that's exactly what happened. God wants to speak through us. He wants us to encourage and build each other up. He wants to use all of us and we have a big job to do and he's going to help us. So I want to encourage you this morning to bring the prophetic word of encouragement to build up the church more as you have this morning, to bring the prophetic word to build each other up in all kinds of different settings. Don't hold back, be liberal, be givers. And then finally, be a prophetic provocation and an encouragement to your communities. Maybe, probably, God is going to give you a word that will give you an action, an instruction that will open up communities for you here to reach with the gospel. Where are you building? Where are you sowing? What are you building? I know what... I know for me, I want to sow and build, encourage, provoke, and see the kingdom come in every way that I possibly can. And I'm open to whatever God has that's more than we already have in our communities and in other nations. Amen? Amen. I trust that's an inspiration in some way, an encouragement. But uh, shall we just stand and just pray? And if you're here today and... um, You've never prophesied or you feel it's a very, very, very long time since you've prophesied and you'd like to be much more uh, able in that area. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Um, I don't know if anybody else has any particular things they want to pray for people, but if that's you, then come and find me afterwards. I'd be really happy to pray for you. But otherwise, yeah, I'm going to pray for us all. Let's just look to God, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are a speaking God. We thank you, Lord, that through us you want to do so many amazing things amongst us and beyond us, Lord. And Father, we just ask this morning that by the power of your Spirit that we will be energized and fueled in prophesying in all places at all times, declaring your word, bringing your word of instruction, bringing your word of encouragement and faith, Lord. Father, we pray that our communities will see something and hear something from us and through us. We pray, Lord, for this body here. We pray, Lord, for this body to be extremely healthy and overflowing with strength and encouragement. Lord, we pray for it to be a provocation to all those around. Oh, Father, we just thank you for the gifts that you have given to us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that your purpose through us is to impact and change the whole world. 
And Lord, we just pray all, all that you have spoken to us this morning, Lord, that, that it will germinate and turn over in us in the next few days and that we will be those that speak words that bring change to those around us. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.